Welcome to It's Funnier Nanokian, a Supernatural podcast. My name's Kira Metcalf, and my co-host, Sally Hadrick, has mysteriously disappeared. Just kidding. She's on vacation in Vancouver right now for about two weeks, uh, so hence Clip Show Part 2. Hope you enjoy the next hour or so of our musings from the last, well, no, not the last, but uh, from episode 8 eight to um 13 of our podcast uh best of moments so considering that sally is on vacation uh there won't be any new episodes the next two weeks but after that we are full steam ahead hope you enjoy see you then you guys who hasn't you have to stop what you're doing and go and watch some of the montreal montreal uh convention videos specifically the one with jensen jared specifically the one where jensen talks about kicking down a door in the hotel room and going full dean because it's so beautiful and perfect yeah and that led into us having discussion about whether or not we would be able to kick down a door because <laughs> it's like yeah like it the, and the, th- the thing that always pisses me off that I was talking about um, off the air was, like, it pisses me off when in TV shows and movies, people go to break down a door, and they go in in the middle of the door with their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Because you will, the, you can be the strongest person alive, and, like, that will not open the door. And there are a lot of instances where you do see, like, it not working yeah. as well. To well but credit. this is the thing. It's like, you see it not working, and you're like, yeah, it's not working because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> It's that, like, vicious cycle where, like, it gets done in movies, so people see it being done in movies, so then they do it, and then it gets yeah. done in movies, and it's just, like, it's never-ending. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to kick down a door, you, you kick, first of all, you kick it down, you do not shove it with the, like, soft, flabby part of your bicep, um, <laughs> you kick and you aim, like, right below the lock. Yes. I know this because my house was broken into you once, um, and there was a big footprint. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Um, so it makes me really happy that Jensen knows the right way yes. to kick down a door. Um, but also, I'm just like, I don't know, like, I'm short, not yeah. super muscular, but like, I have like decent yeah. leg strength, and I'm just we're, like. We're standing and like walking all day. Yeah. With our day jobs. Yeah. So, we're yeah. like squatting, bending yeah. down. Like, so I'm like, I don't know, like, Jensen is a lot stronger than me. A lot stronger than me. He can kick down a door, but, like... But also, too, he does it all the time. He, I know he does it all the time, but I'm just, like, I want to know if I can, yes. but I have never been in a situation where I have to kick down a door, and I don't really want to be no, this is the other thing. No, no, we don't really necessarily want to test this hypothesis. No. But I brought up the point that, for me, I know that I would need the adre- adrenaline of it being necessary yes. to even try. Yes. Because I know it would fucking hurt yes also i have a bad knee i didn't even think about that that would really hurt <laughs> I, I love it oh god we sound like such a pair like oh yeah i really want to like try this cool thing and i believe like oh strong woman yes like who gives a fuck but um oh no it would hurt yeah oh yeah <laughs> and like you know is it necessary do we have to try uh... <laughs> like i legit when we were talking about it before <laughs> i was like any abandoned buildings oh i know i know i wasn't having that thought but like (laughs) i've always wanted 
to do that where you can take a sledgehammer and like break. Mm. I think there's. Oh yeah, no, you can do that. Yeah, you can go and you can like throw like axes. Oh yeah, and you can like take balls and like just like throw it at or like you can actually throw plates. Oh, and get out of your oh, we should do that. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm scared. Thing, I'm but, such like, a the, wimp. I, the plate throwing. Yeah, uh, sign me up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It was like a it was like a Scooby Doo episode. It was. It was like dark, but like yeah. It like but like like, like the kind of Scooby Doo episode that like I would hope for yeah. at this age. Yeah. But the one moment that made me laugh the hardest, the c word. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was like literally the funniest. Especially since it was like one hundred percent a three tiered joke. Like it was yeah. a genuine yeah. like three setup joke. Yeah. You had the beginning of of the joke where it was Dean censoring himself yeah. in the malt shop. Yeah. And then you had him with the the catchphrases saying son of a bitch, okay, that's like mm-hmm. allowed in like supernatural, wouldn't necessarily be found in Scooby Doo, but it's like mm-hmm. it's riding that line. And then and then you get the full tilt of where like they're not actually it's not actually a swear word that he's referencing. Yeah. But, but <laughs> But the way he's referencing it, it sounds way worse than it actually is. And then they go full tilt mm-hmm. with the fuck. Yeah. And I yeah. love it. And I love that they take every opportunity that they can to actually genuinely portray. 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 Sorry. To, to portray um, how like much they swear. Yeah. Like, well, it like was, with Miss. It was. Um, but ghost faces, yeah. right? Well, and, and that's the thing. That was the thing. It's, like, immediately a tie-in back to ghost facers, yes. where you're like, this is the greatest shit in the world. Yes. I just... It's just <laughs> embarrassing how much I just want, like, an hour... No, not even an hour. I want, like, a five-hour video of, like... I was about to say Jensen, but, like, <laughs> Dean. Well, <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> yeah, Jensen, but, like, Dean, like, let's be real. I just want, like, a five-hour video of Dean swearing, playing pool and swearing. I, I would sign up for that. Right? CW, get on it. Yeah. Anyways, yes, um, heroes. But, but it pisses me guns. off, because I'm just like, shoot him in the knee. I'm, like, this is yes. always my thought, where I'm just like, he's running away. You don't want to kill him. Shoot him in the fucking knee. But at the same time that we do have to address that that is something that's unique to movies, because when yes. it comes to disarming someone, you have to aim to center mass. That's huh. why That's why you hear about instances where police shoot to center mass, because that's how you disarm someone. If you're in close range, mm-hmm. you should be able to negotiate with them yeah. and talk them down, mm-hmm. which we know happens with some people and not with others. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um... But yeah, that's why. So like, it, the only difference would be if it was excessive. Mm-hmm. If you're getting like twenty shots to the abdomen, then yeah, maybe oh. that's a little excessive. Yeah. Um, okay, no. so you would like, actually shoot them in the stomach. Yeah, to like, disarm like them. You, well, anything center mass, so okay. anything torso. Okay. So it could it could technically be like upper shoulder. Okay. Kind of area, but yeah. yeah, but like arm or leg, mm-hmm. it's not it's not considered a disarming move like it but yeah this is also just how police and army are trained yeah i don't say I, i'm not trying to say that that's the correct thing yes <laughs> but in terms of like that's why you see that okay uh, and that's why you only see 
people shooting arms and legs in movies is because it can only happen in movies. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing, too, because I feel like what I'm used to seeing is someone gets shot in the shoulder. Yes. And it's like, they just shove it, like, they just shrug it off. Right. Whereas, like, someone gets shot in the knee and it's like, brah, fall to the ground, disarmed. You know? Like, which is interesting to me that it's like, in movies, that, like, center mass disarming shot is, like, psh, whatever. Yeah. And the thing that you would be able to keep shooting or keep going or whatever in the knee is the disarming shot. Yes. And, well, like, this actually connects with something that I heard on a on a, another podcast that mm-hmm. I listened to. Um, it's about the fact that um, – it's actually an old podcast, and I just happened to be re-listening to it this morning because I'm a loser. Um, and – They were talking about how in movies with fight scenes, you don't see fatigue. Mm. It's exhausting fighting. Yeah, yeah. And this person was talking about, he's actually an actor. He's on, like, NBC's Timeless. (laughs) I never watched it. Um, uh, Timeless. And he was actually on the second season of Preacher, which I still have to watch. But anyways, um, he was talking about this movie called The Raid which I haven't seen, many no. haven't seen. And apparently, like, it has, like, really great fight scenes like this where, like, literally there's, apparently, I haven't seen it, but there's a moment in uh, in the middle of, like, a fight where, like, everyone stops because they're, like, out of breath and tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they referenced um, Daredevil, Netflix's Daredevil, mm-hmm. and how they similarly, and I didn't even think of that, like, that I've watched. I've yeah. watched all the, the Daredevil, and it's amazing because of that. But I never really put that together of, like, no, I'm seeing someone heaving. I'm seeing someone get tired. Yeah. Because they're, like, literally, like, bulldozing through, like, a bunch of, like, six-foot, 250-pound guys. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah, you're going to get tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I think that that connects with the fact that, like, these different shots mm-hmm. aren't always what would actually happen in yeah. real life. They're just movie magic. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that... Actually, Supernatural kind of got it right in this instance because with Dean, he did. Yeah, he, like he dropped. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't just go. That is ah. true. You know, like yeah. it was. He was down, and yeah, he was back up again. But, but it was. Yeah. It was time. It was you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then you had the added element of there being a poison as well. Yeah. So like that even compounded it more. Mm-hmm. And I liked that he couldn't just get up and, and go. Yeah. He kept, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, catch had to keep saying, like, stop, yeah, stop. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, Dean's body won out mm-hmm. in, in the war with his brain, right? I had one more anecdotal thing to bring up, uh, and then one more kind of, like, juicier, meatier thing mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, but the anecdotal thing was uh, that fight scene in the police yeah station was awesome and yeah. i remember us really really liking yeah. it the first time yeah. around and i can't remember if you mentioned this i think you did when we watched it uh that it was very buffy style yes yes well so the and thing... i picked up on that this time so a no slow-mo i <laughs> i mean i was watching it and i was like yeah 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 this is a fight scene this is a fight scene no slow-mo I'm so like this is gonna be my thing from now on, and I like kind of hate myself for it, but like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's but this is the thing is like watching.
watching that fight scene, you're like, oh man. It's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like, why is it so good? Because there's no slow-mo. I mean, that's not the only reason, but that is one component of, like, how you make something seem fast, exciting, like, skilled, violent. Like, it's one component of all of those components that go together to make a thing seem good. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> you make something seem... <laughs> oh no. Okay. You make something seem fast and exciting by not using... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> by not using slow-mo? Yes! <laughs> I know it sounds simple. But it's something that seems to elude a whole bunch of directors. Because I'm like... Yeah, Amanda. <laughs> in Wonder Woman, in Wonder Woman, what, I did, know. what did they want the fight scenes to seem? I'm sure they wanted <laughs> the fight scenes to seem fast and exciting in Wonder Woman. And they were like, oh yeah, you know what the best way to make this fight scene super exciting? Let's do a ton of slow-mo. But also that's Zack Snyder's I know. influence. But anyway... Anyway, um, okay, we both need to calm down. Yeah, okay, but no, okay. the reason, so the reason I thought of Buffy though for that fight scene uh -huh. is specifically because of that moment with Dean and yes. Miriam. Yes. Okay, where do we want to start? That's the question. I think you should start because I don't really have that much to say about Gabriel, <laughs> other than other than. No, I mean like Gabriel, Sam, as I know. Is, the whole okay, okay, plot, if you will. Okay. Well, all I really have to talk about is the the stuff that we both got spoiled on. Oh, lead the way. Okay. Well, so we both got spoiled on in different ways, in different ways on the uh, Sam. We need you. I need you. Line. Line. Um. I personally have no problem with it. I personally have no problem with it either. Yeah. Slash, well, so I I initially thought that we were talking about a different line. Yeah. Because Kira was like, um, people were really mad. Everyone was like, I don't want to watch it. And I was like, that was not what I got on Tumblr. What I got on Tumblr was people being like, it's cool that, like, Sabriel people are excited, but, like... Here's, Here's why I think that, like, this line actually is not, like, about love in the same way that, like, the Dean cast crypt scene was. So, yes. like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas you got a whole bunch of crazy. Well, not a whole bunch of crazy. Let's, a, let's, little, a little bit yeah, of crazy. Yeah, let's minimize it a little bit. It was a couple posts, like, that were, like, reposted on Instagram. And it was just kind of, like, an overall sense of like ownership over that line because yeah. it belonged to Destiel and it's like which I can appreciate and this is my theory mm -hmm. I think there's two different like ways you can analyze or approach mm -hmm. the usage of this line yeah. one is that it was like at the end of the day with both approaches it was meant to e echo the sentiment yeah. it was meant to echo this familial kind of like bringing in mm -hmm. you know uh, and we can't deny what it did it broke through to Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. You know, arguably the fact that um, Sam misspoke and said strippers instead of porn stars <laughs> is what really hookers, did it. Hookers, hookers. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, he did. He did. <laughs> See, I even just went right now. Yeah, sorry, he said hookers instead of um, 
uh, porn stars, and, and I knew, I knew as soon as Sam was done talking that that's what was going to come out of Gabriel's mouth, or I hoped, I hoped, <laughs> I hoped, and I was fulfilled um, with that. So yeah, there's the camp where you can look at it like, okay, yeah, it, it echoes Destiel, I'm a Destiel shipper, um, but it doesn't carry the same weight as the grip mm-hmm. scene did yeah. because you don't have this like immense amount of canon material that supports yeah. that weighted mm-hmm. scene. And then the scenes that follow where like, you know, the I love you scene and the yeah, yeah. scene and everything, you know, like there's just so much more to it. So like I I like the the meadows that you read. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give that like, no, you take this. That's that's yours, yeah. Royal Shippers. Like go go ahead. We co opt it. Mm-hmm. We can own these six words. Yeah. Right? Um the other camp where I feel like it's a more critical camp or a more analytically critical mm-hmm. camp, not the ones that I read, uh, is to look at it as a little bit of a cheap copy and paste job by yeah. writers. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, I can understand getting mm-hmm. a, like being a little bit disappointed that they did that mm-hmm. and kind of taking issue with it from that perspective. But from a perspective of where it's ownership and like, oh, I was done with the show before, but now I'm really done. It's like, okay, well, if you were done with the show before, then what are you still watching? Yeah. Also, the thing anyway. that pissed me off about, like, the one that you showed me that was right. the, like, I was done with the show before was... It's the people who want Cass and Dean to be together in every episode. Yes. Because that was part of their complaint, was the fact that the writers separated Dean and Cass. No, that was two different posts. Oh, that was two different posts. Well, anyway, so another post where someone was mad, and I'm just like, that worked perfectly. In this episode, we got Cass, the angry husband... Being like, you let him go to the apocalypse world with catch? Like, what were you thinking? Like, that line was gold. It was. That was like, because, because at the end of, (laughs) at the end of last episode, I don't even remember if I said this on the air or not, but like, what did I say to you at the end of last episode? I was like, when Kaz gets back, he's going to be like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah, you 100% And I'm like, it. that is exactly what he did. And you even sent me that yes. Instagram post. And I was like, you are right. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like, I'm like, what more do people want? I feel like it's that difference. I'm going to get some flack for this. I don't care. Whatever. It's the difference between wanting nuance yeah. and being okay with subtext yeah. versus people just wanting... It to be spoon fed yeah, to them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like it, like it is. Like either you're choosing to like, cause see this kind of like. I think for me uniquely, mm-hmm. that's a terrible way of putting it. But I think for someone, okay. Just to play like devil's advocate. Yes. I'm someone that doesn't read fan fiction. You are yes. someone that does. Yes. But yet we both are <laughs> able to ship Destiel. Yes. Due to subtext. Yes. Ergo, you do not need explicit content. Yes. That is explicitly Destiel mm-hmm. to ship Destiel yeah. or enjoy Destiel yeah. within the context of canon episodes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's also <laughs> like, like no one is in a happy relationship on this show. No, it's supernatural. And Dean and Cass have never spent 
multiple episodes working side by side. They've had like one or two over the years. Arguably this season is the most we've had them like together and interacting. I I have a feeling it's probably the most episodes Misha's done in a season. Yeah. Well, almost. It's like he was in 14 in season five, I think. Okay. And, but that was a long-ass time. But that was a long-ass <laughs> time ago. Usually it's, like, 9 to 11. Yeah. Um, and I think he's already, I don't even, I I don't remember how many he's no, had. No, but, like, he's in, I think, except for maybe the next one, mm-hmm. he's in the rest. Yeah. For the season, yeah. so. Yeah. So it's just, it's silly. Um, I was going somewhere else with this. Yes. Oh, yeah, so my personal perspective on this line is... And I feel like this might piss, like, thinking about it from this perspective might piss some people off, but it doesn't piss me off, because I'm like, I think that that line was, A, 100% a Destiel callback, and 100% Sabriel fan service. Yes. Like, I think that that was, like, the writers being like, oh ho, haha, people ship Sam and Gabriel, so, like, let's give them, like this line, and I think that that is honestly positive for Destiel, because it's like, how do they show romance on this show? They recycle tropes from Destiel. Like, they recycle Destiel interactions. Because it's like the same thing with, um, uh, Kaya and Claire. Oh, yes. Where it's like, and they, they pretty much wanted it to be kind of romantic. And what did they do? They put they Claire just, in a leather jacket and Kaya's the, like, outsider that doesn't Yeah, they, they literally just used Destiel lines that they've used before. Yes. So I think I can get people, I can get why people would be like, it's queer, like, no one has said queer baiting yet. I'm going to regret saying this. But I can sure. see people being like, oh, it's, like, queerbaiting Sabriel fans by, like, just popping this thing in. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, in this context, I think it honestly was. But I don't think that's a bad thing in any way. Like, I think that they're doing something to be like, oh, here, let's throw this funny line at Sabriel shippers. We're obviously never going to do anything with Sam and Gabriel because they're not. Yeah. Um, But we're providing subtext. But we're providing you this little fun, like, Easter egg. It reminded me of the, like, things that I think were actually queerbaiting with Dean and Cass in, like, season six and seven. Like, the Cass get out of my ass stuff. Where it's like, that is not canon evidence for a relationship. No. That's the fact that the writers found out that Destiel was a thing and wanted to joke about it. Yes. And that's queerbaiting, and honestly, they stopped doing it pretty soon afterwards because they realized that, like... Either they were pissing people off or they were, like, cheapening themselves. Yes. So I feel like this was, like, an echo of that. But I'm like, you know what? Like, why get mad about, like, what's wrong with them doing that? Yeah. Like, also, I'm sorry. You, you like, wanted to say no, something. No, and then I, I ended just, up, like... like, not wanting to say what I wanted to say. But then I kind of zoned out just in the last minute that you were talking because of the fire truck. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. I didn't even notice that there was a fire truck. I got so excited. Yes. And that's why I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop you. I'm just going to address it so that, like, our listeners don't think that we're insane. (laughs) I just had this thought. 
Sabriel shippers are going to be, like, shitting their pants. Sam, Gabriel. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, this only hit me now. What Gabriel coming back me Like, because I don't ship them at all. Like, at all. Uh-huh. I'm, like, Sam and Jody for life. But, like, whatever. I respect other people's ships. And, like, those people must be so excited. And just, like, having that moment of Sam being, like, Gabriel's dead. Like, it's like the... <gasps> There's gonna be fanfic. Oh, I'm sure. There's gonna be fanfic, and then when he finally gets reunited with the Winchesters, like, we've seen the behind the scenes. Yes, yes. Of that. He's wearing a great leather jacket, his hair's looking good, like. Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm so ready for it. I'm just ready for Richard. I know. Uh, see, it's this problem that, um, some of us Supernatural hat fan, see, I can't even talk <laughs> there's this problem that some of us more more obsessed um you know it's a spectrum supernatural fans have is that like i feel like conventions have ruined me because now i have like this like expectation of certain actors that have only like been in so many episodes or whatever and i'm just like I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's like, not a, an expectation of, like, what they're going to be like, but just, like, oh, no, you're going to be back on the show. You're just, you're going to be back on the show. There's no other option. I don't care. You're going to be back on the show. Well, and this is fulfilling that. Yeah. So there you go. I think it's funny, too, because I'm thinking now, it's, like, in my head, Gabriel and Rich are, like, pretty much the same person. Yeah. So then it's, like, when I'm watching... When I will eventually yes. watch Gabriel on the show, he's going to be imbued with, like, this backstory, which is just Rich's personality and Rich in conventions. Yes. It, well, exactly. Yeah. I think that that's what I was trying yeah. to say, and I couldn't put it into words. But yeah. You're welcome. Because, mm-hmm. like, I saw Misha's post being, like, bye-bye, right. season 13. And yes. I was like, oh, no, are they uh, in the empty? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. God. Um, oh, really? I didn't get that. Well, that. it's just, like, an all-black background. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's an all-black background. Oh. And, like, I think either Jared or Jensen posted one, too. Oh. That, um, oh, I like this. But well, it okay. could be just an effect. Yeah, like, it's like you, that's true. You literally never you know. You never know. And then also, too, I've seen um, set photos of Dean in a different getup, and apparently he's supposed to be playing the other character oh. that he's supposed to play this season. And I read a comment saying, like, from the person that, like, took the photos, mm-hmm. and he's like, I, I guess it sounds like they're, like, a regular set visitor. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. The way that this person walk, talk, everything is nothing like Dean. And I'm just like. See, I haven't even seen that. Because I know. I, I just I just happened to. And I was just like, I could either ignore this or I could just go with it. Oh, that's just an effect. Okay. okay. There's no way. Okay. I think that's on purpose because it's probably uh, blocking out wherever he actually uh, is. Okay. Yeah, you can tell from like the around his head. Okay, fine. Yeah. You're, that's, that's good to know. I'm happy about that. <laughs> I have found that, like, I can't, don't ask me to, like, name which ones, but I have found that any episode where I'm kind of more aware of what's going on or um, prepare more, Mm -hmm. I find that I do 
enjoy the episode less yeah. to a certain extent. Like, even, not less, like, that's the wrong way of putting yeah. it. But, like, I just, you know, it's, it is that thing of, like, you know, being able to watch something mm-hmm. and just not know. Yeah. Or, like, just genuinely being yeah. able to guess as you go. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think for me, which is totally nonsensical, I think it's a way of trying to have control over it. Yeah. Where it's, like... Because I do have a certain amount of anxiety watching it as it airs. Right. Anxiety about, like, is it going to be good? Right. Are they going to fuck up the storyline? Yeah. Um, so then it's, like... And that's something that I'm used to. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I literally have never had the experience yeah. of watching this show as it airs. Yeah. So... Reading the episode synopses and like checking and like looking at the episode titles yeah. is a way for me to like try and have control over that yes which is like which i can appreciate because i think the only reason why oh hello motorcycle um <laughs> it's dean Manchester coming to take us on a hunt <laughs> even though he doesn't know how to drive a motorcycle anyway um okay calm down uh, <laughs> um what was i saying um oh you don't have that anxiety oh right because honestly if like we weren't doing the podcast Mm -hmm. and like we weren't watching the season together and I was just watching on my own I probably would because I wouldn't have like a secondary outlet to focus on because to me in my head it's just like I just forget yeah. To, like, even read synopses yeah. or, like, watch promos. Or I'll be, like, on Instagram or whatever and see it pop up. And, like, I just, for some reason, instinctively scroll past. Yeah. Don't ask me when that happened. I'm, I'm assuming it's from the start of the podcast. But, um, but yeah, I just don't have that, like, knee-jerk reaction to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious as to, like, how many people do actually, like make sure that they watch every promo, every sneak peek. Yeah. You know, read all the synopses and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know the meme with the with the the woman and the man and, and oh, he's yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at the Oh my god, no way. Did I tell you about this meme that I made? No. Okay, so I made a meme that's like it's like Dean is the dude right. and then the chick is everyone else. Uh-huh. And then the, like, hot chick he's staring at is sex with dinosaurs. Yeah. And then that's going to be associated with... I thought it was just going to be a dinosaur. No. Because that would be funny, too. That would actually be better. I should change it. Hey. I should change it. Um, <laughs> I can be your meme editor. Please. I need a... <laughs> I clearly need a meme editor. Um, mm. Anyway, so this is all really roundabout in the, like, I really liked the giant yes. stuffed dinosaur, because I was just like, yes! <coughs> Dean and dinosaurs. Um, and then also... <laughs> Later on, when they're talking about the giant stuffed dinosaur, and they're like, what's that? What are you talking about? And they're like, we're writing a book. And Cass is like, the book is called Killer Stuffed Dinosaur in Love. But also there's a pause. Yeah. And like, pause, like, thinking, thinking, in love. Yeah. That was, like, comedy was so gold. And then I'm like, I need to write a fanfic that's Killer Stuffed Dinosaur in Love. Like, this needs to be a fanfic. Yes. But also, too, it immediately made me think of the, um, <laughs> the thing. I just realized where it was from. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. It's a really, obs- like, it's not even obscure, but it is slightly. Cause I, just I embarrassing? No, 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 no. It's just, like, I, I thought it was more of a thing in my head, but I just realized it was, like, specific to a community. Anyways, there's 
a thing that you do with book titles where you say the book title. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- what's, like, a, a... Can you think of a book title? Like, even just, like, any... Lord of the Rings. In your pants. <laughs> so it's, like, the, ch- the uh, fortune cookie in bed thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Basically. And it was started by... Do you know uh, Hank Green? No. Well, he was the author of uh, Fault in Your Star... Uh, oh, my God. Fault in Your Star. Oh, Stars? John Green. John Green. Sorry, I'm thinking of his brother. His brother is Hank Green. They are the Vlog Brothers. They're, like, OG YouTubers. And he's actually still on YouTube. And they, like, created this thing of, like, DFTBA, don't forget to be awesome. And, like, he likes to perpetuate the in in, in my pants thing. Anyway, that's how it comes from. And I immediately thought of that when Gessiel went. Killer stuff dinosaur in love in my in pants. <laughs> no, no, no. I just thought of the in love as being, like, similar oh. to the in my pants. <laughs> Killer stuff dinosaur in my pants. There you go. I exactly. like that one. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I thought I had more to add, but I didn't. Before I forget to mention it, though, mm-hmm. um, the the quintessential thing shot of this episode that got both of us excited for different reasons. The Impala driving on the like bridge coastal area. I just love it so much because it's so beautiful. It's so beautifully done. And I would argue it's one of the first real times that they've done a shot like that, I think. Yeah. Usually I think they, so. Because usually they do it on the the track. Yeah. And it's like the, you know, green screen. Mm-hmm. And they do it very well. Yeah. They do all the reflecting and stuff and like a lot of shows have copied them for it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I was like paying extra close attention um, to it because I was just like, okay, does it ever switch to, to not being on the road? Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh, they're talking way too much. There's no way Jensen's driving. Oh, okay, they're on a trailer now. That's that's what's happening. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like paying way too much attention. Just a little peek inside my brain while I watch TV. It's cool. I was paying attention too, but I don't have your awareness of like how they film car scenes. Yeah. Because I was watching it too and I was and I had the same thought where I was like, okay, like Jensen's driving here, right? Like they're like and then as soon as it goes from a like a what you would consider a wide shot and as soon as you can't see the front of the car anymore, that's when yeah. because they're it's like pulling. Yeah. It, the impala behind them mm-hmm. yeah but it was a beautiful shot yes um, gorgeous and like and set the tone for the cinematography yeah. for this season 100 percent. yeah anyway that whole scene just like destroyed me like it and i i don't know how to describe it i wrote down the hiccup that almost killed me <laughs> because it's not a hiccup it's like a i don't know what he does when he just can't say that Cass is dead oh like his his, his, his like, like the, the word catches in his throat yeah, basically yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think there's a succinct word to describe I know. such a painful thing. I know, right? <laughs> right. But like, oh god, we're so dramatic. I, I love know. It. But this episode is so dramatic. <laughs> it is. This is like, this is why I was on the edge of my seat the mm. first time we watched it because I was so. Also, too, we had so much expectation. Yeah. I well, think. we had so such high expectations, but it like. Not it even high, up. just like so. But that's what I mean. Is it, they weren't high expectations because they were fulfilled. They were. Just, yes. It was just like a- anticipation. That's yes. the word that I'm looking for. Yes. Such such anticipate. Yeah.
like that doesn't mean that we're not going to see something big mm-hmm. at the finale but i'm wondering especially if like last year they knew early on that they were coming back mm-hmm. and we got a direct pickup in terms of like the beginning of season 13 it picked up right where it left off are they working with that yeah and so then therefore what we're going to see for the rest of the season is kind of like a preparation for the last season just being the whole season about this really big thing that's happening. Yeah. And are they going to just go all out? Which is possible too. Or mm-hmm. they could have both. They could yeah. like use either Michael slash Apocalypse World or like Asmodeus and the Shadim as your kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, tag ending to this season. My my vote is on Asmodeus and the Shadim. Um, and then save kind of like Michael and Apocalypse yeah. World for kind of the bigger thing. And then that's where like Jack enters in and, and, and Billy's whole destiny spiel kind of um, enters it. Will Chuck come back? I don't know. Because then like we'll marry, right? Yeah. <sighs> so many questions. So many questions. <laughs> and ironically enough, the answers only lie in the next seven episodes. <laughs> Wait, are there only seven episodes left? Isn't it a 22? Is it a 22 or a 23? Oh, I don't know. But either just, way, I just, just can't that. do math. I was like, okay, we're on like episode like 15. 15, so that means there are 15 left, which that math does not make sense at all. <laughs> I can't count, guys. It's okay. You're allowed. <laughs> so yeah, we have seven episodes left. Yeah, either seven yeah. to eight. I, I don't know if, it, if they got the 23 yeah. order or not. Okay, yeah, so no, then definitely we're going to get season 14. <laughs> I'm an idiot. That's I know, I know, I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I won her over, guys. I won her over <laughs> with my math. <laughs> yep. That's all you had to do. Yes, exactly. Fan theories can be right a lot of the time. Yeah. Like me with my prediction of the Destia love declaration. Yes. Goes down in history as the best prediction ever. <laughs> the creation of Sally's Corner. Yeah. <laughs> followed by, followed not too distantly by the less revered, <laughs> but just as equally um, appealing, sad, failed predictions by Kira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is totally fine. I can, um, I can live with that. Um, I don't, I haven't had any predictions for a really long time though. Really? I feel like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Hey, I can't it's remember all... either. <laughs> I don't know if it's just this day or just everything starting to blur into one. Yeah. Um, okay. There was some other things I wanted to say about this episode, but honestly, they're, like, they're not that interesting. So I'm just going to, not that the episode wasn't interesting. It's just my observations weren't. So in saying that, if you don't mind, I'm just going to use the last couple minutes to talk about something that I, I also have not been able to fully research because whenever, because um, as some of you may know, we don't record the podcast or watch the episode until the next day just because of logistics. But um, so for that, like whatever 12 hour period, I just do not go on Instagram or Twitter or Tumblr or anywhere. Um, so I wasn't really able to research this idea as much as I would, would have liked to. But my preliminary research revealed a lot. So in last episode, I did express the opinion that I don't think Asmodeus is actually dead. Now, one, I I don't know how much this would line up with established supernatural mythology, but let's just go with it, just in case. 
in some of um, the actual writings, whether it be from Judaism or um, Christianity or Catholicism, Asmodeus is a fallen angel. And to me, where this lines up, and where it proves in my brain that he is not dead, one of two things that I found is I likened him injecting the grace to the demon cure. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the demon cure is to take a demon who is or used to be demon all demons used to be humans Mm -hmm. right so their soul has been twisted and tormented to become a demon and so then the cure brings them back to their original state so if the angel grace situation that asmodeus was doing was similar to that then that would make it an angel cure Mm -hmm. so how can you turn something into an angel that was not previously an angel and they, and I'm sorry, but like they did gloss over that. So to me, I think he's still alive, everything. And the other thing is that apparently he is not only, and I don't know, you can uh, let me know mm-hmm. if this did come up early on this season because I just can't remember. Um, but he's supposed to be leader of the Shadim. Oh. Yeah. He's supposed to like, they're his, oh. his thing. I don't know if it was his creation or whatever, but like his, like they're his. Huh. So if we're going to see the Shadim again. Yeah. We're going to see Asmodeus again. Huh. I'm really excited about all my Asmodeus predictions and research and everything. But I want to look into it more to mm-hmm. see, like, how it would line up. Because then he's supposed to be a knight of hell. But if he's a fallen angel, yeah. does that make all the other knights of hell fallen angels? Like, how does that work with mm-hmm. the... Um, I, oh, I'm getting a thought. With the... <laughs> sorry. With the... Uh, supernatural mythology Mm -hmm. the thing is all nights of hell what color are their eyes yellow yellow angels eyes are blue blue demons eyes are black i don't know maybe there's something there i have to look up color theory okay i'm wondering okay if like the median between blue and black is yellow (laughs) that would be really interesting if it was but i doubt it I don't know. I'm obsessed with color theory ever since I saw all the purple. <laughs> well, yeah, because then you have, like, Rowena's purple eyes yeah. and Lucifer's red eyes. Yes. And what color are Jack's glowy eyes? They're what we see. They're like the like so they're tiger like, eye. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Huh. They're like everything. Oh, that could be even more of a hint because if yellow eyes are Knights of Hell and he has, like, a little bit mm-hmm. of that in there. Because, like correct me if I'm wrong the standing mythology is that knights of hell were created by Lucifer yes but that doesn't mean that they're not fallen angels yes well because they could have been fallen like angels that he made fall and twisted right and also Lucifer can't make angels yeah so how did he make the demons he took humans Yes. And, like, twisted them. Yes. So it's entirely possible that he took, took angels, angels and twisted, and twisted them. them. And especially considering that the Knights of Hell are more powerful than any of the other demons, they would have to have been other something else first. Yeah. There we go. I solved it. Boom. Ta-da. That'd be really cool if that's what ends up happening. It I'd really, be happy. really would. Yeah. I think it's, honestly, I think that's a really good theory. Yay. I also, I love Supernatural so much but really plot holes are a thing go for it 
Italy, like not like I don't have anything to say. I'm just saying that it's like I don't expect them to have a perfectly cohesive, like in universe like explanation for everything because there have been plot holes like in the history of the show and like in terms of mythology yes oh yeah i can't think of any right now i know i know but like there are definitely things where it's like people's powers like are not clearly defined sometimes the character oh, yeah, yeah, will be able yeah. to do blah 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 and like yes. sometimes like they won't be able to do like yes. simple tasks like yeah th- that's the type of plot hole that i'm talking about like yeah you know i'm sure there's like demon hell like angel stuff in the past season series, right. seasons that like have had plot holes like you don't have 13 seasons of a tv show without having stuff retconned and without having like glaring plot holes Mm -hmm. um so i think that it's entirely possible that like they might never explain some of this stuff but i also think that if they don't explain this stuff i will take your explanation as canon and i think that if they do explain it it's likely that it'll be your explanation. See, I just I, don't necessarily expect them to explain the mythology right. in like that much detail. In that much detail or in like a cohesive way. Yes. Um Yeah, because like Supernatural's thing is not like detailed cohesive world building. It's like the interpersonal stuff and yes. like but that's mythological the frameworks that's the thing though is why i think what i think mm-hmm. is that they're leaving open something that is a um, um something that has to have a motive like asmodeus doing that to himself yeah has to have a motive that is interpersonal that's mm-hmm. what supernatural is about yeah so leaving that open-ended mm-hmm leads me to believe these other things and that we will actually see those things be not again like you're saying not necessarily explained in so -hmm. much detail or maybe exactly addressed the same way but i think addressed nonetheless and not this season i feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to be next season i will say just for the record one more time (laughs) if we were betting my money is on us never hearing from asmodeus or the shadim ever again but that's not in like a I have a theory. I'm just that is where I am betting my money. Okay. I just want to see how it goes. Okay. And I just want to state I, that like that's my money yeah. bet thing. But that's fair. <laughs> I'm like, a, I, like, I'll go with whatever happens. So yeah, like I, I kind of knew that that was very unlikely. But what I got excited about was the purple sparkly stuff. Because it made me think of both. Rowena and the witch twins, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's something that we've seen associated with them. And I don't think that that's on accident, even though you were mentioning that it's very characteristic of the writer of those episodes, which I can't remember now who it is. Oh, crap. Steve Yaki? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very characteristic. Like, he always uses that in his episodes. Um, But I think it's more significant than that. And I think that maybe even though, you know, 
my prediction that she she or they were somehow involved in this um, wasn't true, and they met, went more for the classic Scooby-Doo ending, which I think was perfect, and we'll, we'll get into that. Um, even though they went with that, I think that there were certain things that were teased out that definitely played with at least my expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, they brought up Trickster. Oh, yeah. They brought, like, oh, you know, yeah. they referenced it. Yeah. They're not stupid. No. They, like, knew that, like, right away people are going to be like, but you brought Gabriel back. How is he not involved in yeah. this? And then they have that line of, like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. And, it's, and uh, they we're, were all like, like they're, they're fucking with us. Yes. Like, I and I love, love yeah. it. <laughs> Last podcast, we did reference the fact that we both think, think, thought, think that uh, because of the multi items for the spell and they're quote unquote hard to get that it would play out over multiple episodes. Yes. So we wouldn't get the like rift opening right away. But then that kind of faltered when I thought about the fact that technically next week, mm -hmm. not next week, sorry, actually three <laughs> weeks from now, we're in another break. Oh, well, um, <laughs> they just like teased us with these two episodes. Um, at that time, like for, for Scooby Natural, like, we're supposed to be going to an alternate universe, yeah. technically, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, if... <laughs> you're going to like this. Because <laughs> this is something that I've predicted before. If we have the blood of the holiest man, and Cass is, in this episode, procuring the fruit from the forbidden tree, what's left? The grace of an archangel. What archangel is, has messed with TV before? Oh, yeah. Which is exactly the second that we saw Gabriel. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. before that, when, like, you know, Scooby Natural was a thing, when you first knew it, I was kind of like, huh, I wonder. But I, and I'm really hoping that this is the reality, that this is what, like, maybe this is, oh, maybe this is, like, how he contacts them or something. Huh. Like, even though his. Lips are so that he's still able to do things somehow because now he's not wherever he was, like wherever Asmodeus got him from. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. That would be very cool. Um, I would be very disappointed if Gabriel Gabriel's not somehow connected to Scooby Natural. In some mm -hmm. even minor way. I just, I, I need it. I'm sorry, I know. I need it. I agree. That's a very good point. Huh. Again, I feel like I'm going down, like, the, you know, <laughs> Sam Demon Powers route of, like, I'm investing way too much into into this desire uh, that it's not going to pay off. But who knows? We'll, we'll find mm -hmm. out in a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. I, fi I find it funny, though, that, like, um, everything was gotten quite quickly. Yes. Right? But, uh, but, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Because then... I don't know. It's so hard. It's well, so hard okay, to piece okay, everything together because, okay. like, I don't know where they're going with So things. the thing about Scooby Natural uh -huh. that we have to remember is they... It was written first. It was written first, and they recorded it, like, way, 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 yeah, way back when. But Misha did uh, uh, more uh, uh, recording True. the other day. True. Like, literally a couple days ago. True. Because they, like, did pickups or whatever. Yeah. And who knows why. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Speaking of the dark side in Charlie, oh my god, they totally wrote her like pretty much like a Star Wars. Yes. Like plot. Yes. <laughs> She's like with the resistance. Oh, yeah. He, no. 
you know, Dean catches her that like the only, or the, Dean rescues her, the only line that's missing is you're a little tall. I know, I know, I know, I know. When he, when he, when he came in, I was like, oh, they missed a golden opportunity. God damn but it. I think it would have felt a little forced if they did do it. Just because there isn't that, and like, because we have to assume, right? Like, mm-hmm. this Charlie's life is yeah. not necessarily the same as the other Charlie's, so, you know. On that note, I, I loved everything that they did with Charlie in this episode, mm-hmm. except I was mad that her name was Charlie Bat Bradbury. Because Charlie Bat... I cannot talk. Take it again. Charlie Bradbury is a fake name. Remember? Like, oh, that's not right. her real name. So anyways, Rowena. Yes. The awesomeness that is Rowena. Yes. Um, also, I 100% ship Sam Rowena now. You do? I really do. Nice. I mean, not... Not, I, not as much as him and Jody. No. But, like, a little but bit. But a little bit. I'm just, like, I feel like, you know, you set people up to, like, be fated to kill each other. Yeah. And you're just feeding into romance. I feel like you're asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> 100 percent most romantic thing you can it do is. on supernatural <laughs> how how my since my my thing is now apparently going how do we feel about this or mm-hmm. how do we feel about that how do we feel about apparently the only death that rowena will see is at the hands of sam i fucking love that i love it too um like just for that romantic reason or just for like every everything reason. yeah i'm just really excited because People will shit if they kill off Rowena again. Yes. But everyone on Supernatural fucking dies. And it's repeatedly. Like, repeatedly. And what I would love is like, and I feel like everyone else like in fandom would hate this, <laughs> but I would really love it if they're all in the final battle and like Sam accidentally kills Rowena. Oh. That or, would like, be interesting. Or, like, somehow, like, this is, like, dumb, but, like, he, like, knocks something over and it falls. You know, like... Right, like, like it's an accident rather than, like, a purposeful murdering. Because, A, Sam will be just, like, devastated by Yes, yeah. Um, But, B, I feel like it would be a big, like, fate thing Mm -hmm. where it's, like, even even though Sam has decided that he's he's not not going to kill her... Mm-hmm. It still happens anyway. Yes. And I like that. Yes. I do too. And my thing, the first thing that popped into my mind while you started talking was, um, I feel like it kind of gives us license to if we see anyone else um, talking, talking, talking. <laughs> anyone else, uh, I'm losing my mind, sorry, um, anyone else kill her mm-hmm. we can oh. it gives us full license to question the death yeah, yeah like no she's not really dead yeah yeah um I, I i like it too because it adds to just this like them being bound together thing like yeah killing someone is intimate yes and and, and i mean then also like as soon as like you know, 30 seconds ago when we started talking about this, I just, like, it just popped into my head the, like, Dean killing Ruby while, like, Sam is, like, holding her thing where I'm just, like, murder is sexy. It's not. I do not believe that at all. But you know what I mean. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't, Selena. I don't know what you mean. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> oh. The things we say on this podcast, no. taken no. out of context, are terrible. It's really, but it's fine. really awful. <laughs> I also, honestly, loved the scene where Sam shoots her yeah i feel like speaking of matrix oh yeah 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 <laughs> we had a lot of star wars and matrix yeah. references this episode that's solid. also yeah solid that's good um but i feel like some significant... he hesitates though yeah he yeah. hesitates well so and before like i was started to write something down before he shot her where i was like oh like i feel like this is making some sort of big comment about whether or not Sam can, like, pull the trigger right on, like, anything, on, like, whatever he has to do to save yes. the world, you know? Can he can he do what needs to be done? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he did shoot her, and I was like, okay, so they're making a statement that he can do what needs to be done. Yeah, but what motivated it? Guilt, because she's... Because what she's... What she's being able to do is because of him. Yes. Yeah. So I think it that was like a, I can justify this in my brain because mm-hmm. this is my fault. Yeah. Thing. But I mean, you could say the same for the cosmic situation right now. Right. They, because really, right. everything that's going on right now is kind of his fault. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, it's debatable between him and Dean. Dean, yeah. But, like, Sam is the one that removed the Mark of Cain. Yeah. So Sam is the one who brought in the darkness. Sam is the one who went to talk to Lucifer. Like, I mean, you know. Sam's so the one that triggered the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, it's so always it, Sam's fault. It, and, <laughs> and it's like, I don't believe that it's all Sam's fault, but I think that Sam believes that it's all yes. Sam's fault. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that, like, some significant things were said about the nature of fault and responsibility and fairness and yada yada. Yada yada. I like that. I'm seeing, and I don't know, maybe we have touched upon this. I'm seeing some Sam Asmodeus parallels. <laughs> huh. Huh. Tell me more. Okay. So, um, when, like, after he's beaten up Catch and stuff, and um, he's he starts that monologue of, like, you know, uh, 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 we're the same, you know, you're mm-hmm. no better than any demon, da-da, all that kind of stuff, he says, um, you know, that we're not redeemable. All we can do is spread our pain around. Hmm. And that whole concept of, like, we're not redeemable, there's no point, Yeah. to me, fits with nihilistic Sam. Yeah. You know? And I, I wonder if that's maybe a little bit of, like, foreboding, or, like, is Asmodeus and his arc maybe going to echo, like, you know, Demon and Blood Sam in mm-hmm. terms of, like, he's just going to make a big mistake or so- something, like, yeah. you know, more than just pissing off Catch. But, yeah. like, I-, I just found that found that 
whole monologue really interesting. Mm -hmm. And especially when you bring up, like, the fact that really what he did was stupid. And I do, like, I didn't think that initially watching it. Mm -hmm. But yes, it was. Um, So I I had those those thoughts and feelings when Asmodeus. But on the flip side, in terms of what he was talking about with um, Catch and how, like, catches life and what he's done and the fact that he considers himself a man of letters but yet he's working for Asmodeus and like Asmodeus is challenging that mm-hmm. right but to me it pointed out a very important facet of of catch which maybe is kind of what you're hinting towards mm-hmm. which is that catch and authority do not mix they never do yeah and he's always about challenging an authority and so he will always go to where the rebels are. Yeah. Right? To a certain extent. Well, I think he's also, like, deeply self-serving. Yes. But in uh, in a very specific way. Yes. I don't know where I'm going in with like this. In kind of, like, a logical way. Yeah, like, in a logical, but also in a, like... Because I feel like it would be self-serving in some respects, to, like, after Asmodeus, like, beats him up, it would be self-serving in some respects to be like, okay, I'm going to keep my head down and keep working for this guy. Right. So it's like, he's almost, he's self-serving in, like, a brave way he's self-serving in like a a daring yes way because like like yeah i get what you're saying in the sense that really realistically what would be safer yeah the safer option would be to just like you're saying keep your head down and stay with asmodeus mm-hmm. because what does he say when he gets to the bunker oh yeah and everything, he's just like i need protection yeah that's what i want yeah because asmodeus is going to come after me mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it and so like just that complete, and I think that that's where the challenge, like the the inability to be like contained or controlled, yeah. kind of comes yeah. from is like even if it's not in his best interest, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and that goes back to even like his approach with the men of letters too, right? Yeah. Well, I think that it's like he will take huge risks in order to be self-serving. Yes. Like, as opposed to, like, maybe being can... selfish in, like, a safe way. He's yeah, like... but maybe it's more, like, self-sustaining. Yeah. You know, because, like, to a certain extent. In the, in, in the sense that him being in control of himself. Yeah, well, and because, he, like, goes after what he wants. Yeah, because he could be under the protection of the Winchesters mm-hmm. and, quote-unquote, align with them, but he knows that they would never control him yeah you know like he would never be under their foot yeah right like he would genuinely be a free agent and aligning with him them is a choice yeah and i and actually come to think of it i am very curious to see how his oh i just re- realized something what hang on put a pin in that one okay but it'll be very interesting to see as like how his relationship develops with them as, mm-hmm. like, a group and a team because, like, is he maybe just searching for a family to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, like, if you if 
like you're saying, if you think about it, his choice was actually genuinely dumb. Yeah. Just like Asmodeus's was dumb. Yeah. In, in, in terms of, like, safety and security mm-hmm. and, like, arguably, going to the Winchesters isn't necessarily any better mm-hmm. because of the threat of Asmodeus, but also, too, they're going to have expectations of him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's going to have to deal with these humans that don't trust him. Yeah. And, like, genuinely good people that think that he's shit. Mm-hmm. Right? But he won't be their slave. Well, exactly. But, but or or will he, in the sense of, like, aligning with them and, like, trying to reverse that um, connotation. Yeah. Right? There's, there's that part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, pick your poison? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing? Um, the thing that I was, like, mm-hmm. put a pin in it, he's going with Dean to Apocalypse Worlds. Who's in Apocalypse <gasps> Worlds? I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> For those not keeping track, Mary is in the Apocalypse World, and, like, in case you don't remember, um, Mary and Ketch kind of mm-hmm. had a thing. What happened yeah. at the end of last Because I don't Lucifer, remember her. I genuinely happened. don't remember. Um... um I shall look it up. Cool. Yeah, because, like, at the end of last episode, like, he went off and did the, like, hilarious exorcism thing. Right. And then, like, got back to heaven. And I remember him and Anael had a fight. Right. Because he was like, I can't make more angels. I can't give anyone back their wings. Yes. And she got really mad at him. But then I don't remember what happened after that. Yes. At all. Also, it was because, like, I was really expecting for there to be a cast Lucifer confrontation. Right. Like. Like in this episode? In this episode. Yeah, like yeah, I was same, same. Really hardcore. Yeah. Um, Because, like, he was walking around and I wrote down dramatic irony is literally the best shit because what I was expecting and, like, the experience I was having was their dramatic irony of him walking in asking questions and not knowing that Lucifer was in charge. Yes. And that was my like, ooh, this dramatic irony is so good because he doesn't know this yet. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they just kind of glossed over that. So I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And like the only real reference we see happening is when, which leads me to believe that Naomi is actually Naomi. Yeah. (laughs) Is that, um, I mean, it goes like, oh, we had, like, we thought any archangel yeah. could do, so we did a thing, long story. Yeah. You know, and th- but also, I'm a little annoyed that Cass doesn't, like, pick up on that and go, yeah. wait, what are you talking yeah. about? Because, <laughs> like, you have to think about it, like, like Naomi isn't an archangel, right? No. And, like, all of the other angels, like, I'm, like, trying to think of... Like, Cass would know if any of the other archangels were alive, mm-hmm. right? Well, and still, I'm like, so where's Michael? Michael's in the cage. Okay, I know, but it's like, I, I like, would. Like, I, and I'm, I, I'm saying that, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, like, <laughs> what do you mean, duh? <laughs> I, I meant more in terms of, like, Castiel's knowledge. Yes. Right? So I just hit the mic with my chin, so I don't know if that was audible at all. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, I was talking over it. But, yeah, I guess I, I wasn't even talking about, like, in terms of Cass's knowledge, but in terms of, like, I feel like the angels should be, like, trying to get their Michael, which I'm sure is what is going to happen in a future episode. Right. If 
what we think is going to happen happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I have as a complete non sequitur is the scene where it's raining and Sam's hair is all wet and like yes. curly. <laughs> it's just like, Haha. it's Vancouver. All, all of the hair products too. Oh my God. I love that line. That was great. That was such a good line. That was great. Yep. Um, yeah. I just hit the mic with my nose, so. Cool. We're we're super professional. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? We are professional because we have a new setup. We do have a new setup. <laughs> Which is probably why we sound better right now. <laughs> do we sound better right now? Yes, we do. Excellent. I'm calling it. Okay. As of now. <laughs> Sweet. Um. Yeah. From what I can tell, where we leave off with Lucifer is uh, NIL walking away from him and him sitting in that room yeah in the throne room so like like what did they capture him and put him in one of the cells because he's still weak from the grace depletion did he go back to the cage because he's feeling all sorry for himself who knows i feel like either next week we're gonna get a a big explanation well is next week the lucifer the the lucifer titled oh, episode yeah it is beat the devil beat the devil there we go that's why okay so that's why we didn't get a lot of explanation there we're gonna get it yeah now but i'm like yeah either like either we're gonna find out where he was this episode next episode or they're just gonna jump into like plot and we're never gonna get an explanation yes. and i feel like it could go either way yes I feel like, though, by jumping into plot, we'll still get a bit of an explanation. Like, he could have been... But I mean, like, they could just, like, gloss over it Yeah, no, 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 totally. I get get what you're saying. I got you. I wouldn't be assuming the meaning of certain things that are even not necessarily plot-specific or or even, like, that that can... Things that were said Mm -hmm. that can have dual meaning. Yes. Um, for example, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something that I almost brought up as we were watching the episode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Um, so when they're talking with the priest for the first time after, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're sitting in, like, I guess the hotel lobby or whatever. And, you know, priest is explaining his background, everything. They're talking about stuff. And then. You know, he goes into this lament mm-hmm. about, you know, what this thing that doesn't mean much to them means to him. And I somewhat quote slash paraphrase, imagine you woke up one morning and this thing that you and your parents and your children saw every week dot 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 is gone. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so that answers my question. <laughs> And because we we locked eyes when that was said, like, as we were watching. Mm -hmm. And I I had a feeling like we were both thinking about, you know, what's important to each of those characters. For Dean, it's Cass. For Jack, it's Mary. You know, that kind of stuff, which was my initial thought. But as soon as I heard every week and I thought about the generations and stuff, that line is talking about Supernatural. Shit. (laughs) And the fact... That it was Andrew Davenbrang Singer writing. It was, there's no way you cannot convince me. They couldn't even convince me that they didn't intend yeah, for that. Yeah. That would be like saying that they didn't intend for the line for like, oh, you're a Supernatural fan. Yeah, oh like, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's just way too, like, I know we're not, you know, super big on authorial intent, but like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh boy. But like, that's why, like, I literally, like, I almost started crying. 
but I held myself together. Okay, um, I'm just gonna... Okay. Yeah. I know that you are, like, it's a given that Supernatural is coming back next year. Yes. It is. It is? Okay. It is. It's been like, renewed? Um, It hasn't been officially announced. Okay. We'll probably find out, I would say, within the next couple months, okay. for sure. Okay. But, um, like, it would be... It would be a shocker if it isn't. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Like, literally, all of the the TV bloggers and, like, people that have their, you know, finger mm-hmm. to the pulse of TV production would have to be, like, my bad. I thought it was a safe bet. Like, it, like mm-hmm. it's it's 100% being touted as a safe bet. Okay. Um, and I can remember from this, like, last, during last mm-hmm. year, uh, at different conventions... Like, especially right before the uh, 13th season started airing, mm-hmm. uh, Jared at least was given the impression that um, at that time they were still, their their contracts were still being mm. negotiated. And then, like, I remember Jensen making the joke, like, oh, well, who are they going to get back? And so, like, I feel like, I feel like this is a nod, a nod to it. But it's only because they're planning on ending it next season. Okay. I genuinely think that. I don't think that they're uh, 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 bringing this in with the fact that they're planning on ending it this season. I would be very, very surprised. It would be very... It would very much be against Mm -hmm. what everyone is saying. In terms of predictions and just rumors and everything like that. And also, too, we have to remember the CEO... Or, yes. sorry, president yes. of CW is a huge Supernatural oh, yeah. fan. I don't think it's going to get canceled. Like, I don't think yeah. it's not going to get renewed. I just feel like they maybe are ending it. But I... Do you know what, though? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think so. Mm-hmm. In the sense that... Um, the only, I think the only time that they would be ending it, mm-hmm. like, as in the creators and the yeah. writers, would be... Um, when everyone agrees. Yeah. And that would include Jared and Denson. True. And I think that there's still game for at least one more year. Okay. Or else Jared wouldn't be saying that. True. Like, you know, renewing our contracts and stuff. And quite frankly, in terms of, like, how Supernatural usually runs its seasons and stuff. Yeah. They would... I don't see how they could close up everything. Oh, yeah. This True. season, that's the thing. So if it's not a cancellation uh, situation, yeah. that would be the only way to me. Mm-hmm. Because they're not writing to me completely. Yeah. They're like they're writing at least a two season arc in okay. my head. Okay. That that's but that's my theory. I okay. will admit that it's a theory, but we'll, we'll, we shall see. I feel like at this point I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for I think this is going to be the last season, even though it's like against against the odds. Well, I feel like that's my That hurts my heart. On the anyway, record. Whatever. Feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know this is a loaded question, but would you be okay with that? If they did a good job, yeah. Yeah. But see, that's my problem, is I don't think that they could. Mm. Okay. Jack's situation is the ultimate wish fulfillment for, I think, both Sam and Dean. He got to choose his father. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that really interesting. I wonder if that was, like, yeah. intentional, like that, which is stupid, because it is, because I'm reading it as such, so it doesn't matter. But, um, but yeah, I really, I really liked that mm-hmm. part of it. I just also got just like a straight up Dean parallel from that where Jack is like, 
I couldn't be a child. I had to grow up. Like, yeah. all these poor sweet babies. Yeah. yeah. He, he is, like, the extreme example mm-hmm. of the two Winchesters. Yeah. And Cass. Sure. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like, the ultimate. Yes. He's team free will in one person. He's the ultimate Destiel love child. Yes. <laughs> Except, like, with a little, like, oh my with god. With a little bit of... <laughs> he, he's the ultimate Wincestiel love child. Because that's the name for when it's all three of them. I have no words. Other than I have no words. Wincestiel. That's your word. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about something else. Well... Let me move on from that. <laughs> and move Great on to segue. the salty butt combo. Yes. Go for it. I, that's that's all I really have. Oh, I just, just, just the ability to say salty butt combo. Yeah. Side note, though, I think that this episode is a really amazing example of, like, it has such a, like, tight focus, but it mm. still has funny external details. Mm-hmm. Like, it still has fully fleshed out side characters, and it's like this, you know, it's telling one really specific story. It doesn't have a lot of, like, flooping around, like, doing different things. It has a lot of information to convey. Are you laughing at the fact that I said flooping? <laughs> I stand by my word choice. No, I love it. I'm just a child. <laughs> I was going to say today, but no. Always. Always. <laughs> Yep. Jinx. Um, um, but yeah, but it's like the salty butt combo stuff. It's like, yeah. they didn't have to put that in. And they had follow through. Like, yeah. it could have stopped at what's his face from Riverdale entering yeah. into the menu. Rob Rocco. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's so pretty. I know, I know. Uh, I, I also wrote down Rob Rocco as a gift because, like, he is. Every, every single one of his lines and facial expressions. Yes. Just made me so happy. And I'm still... Because I remember when that episode happened, we were both like, is he coming back? Like, I hope he's coming back. He's not coming back, no. but, like, I wish he would come I back. I know. Uh, that would be fun. I know. I'm, like, trying to think of a reason or why I know that would happen. Well, like, I'm so conditioned by Riverdale, like, with regards to him, where it's just, like, I totally, like, in my head, uh, Clark and Jack are gay for each other. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's just because I'm yeah. like, but you were Kevin's boyfriend on Riverdale, so yes. now you can be Jack's boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> like, it only makes sense. Dean, why do you hate Fred so much? <laughs> it was, like, the best line, arguably, in this episode. <laughs> I think Sally's become inconsolable. I don't know what emotion. Tell us how you. How are you feeling? <laughs> Put your emotions into words. Considering this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast yet. <laughs> I was just leaning over with my head in my hands. Um, this th- that th- uh, 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 uh. speechless, speechless. This episode made me so happy, and it made me so happy because. To me, part of what this episode was about was about taking all of the essential things about Supernatural and putting them into Scooby-Doo. 
Yes. So it's like, in order to have a crossover episode, you need to take all of the, like, main essential components of the one show and put them into the other show. If you know, like, does that make sense? Yes, 100%. Okay. And it made me so happy that based on what they put into this episode, it is clear that the showrunners think that the same things are essential that I think are essential. So it's like, even the fact that they had Cass in it before they knew that Cass was coming back the way that he was, so to speak, it's like they knew that Cass was essential to the show. Yes. Even without knowing. Well, like, they already knew he was coming back. But, like, without knowing where he fit in. Yes. You know. Um, No matter what they knew, he was going to fit in in the same way that he always has. Yeah. Which brings me a little bit of emotional now, thinking about it. Ah, So so it's like, what is essential? Sam, Dean, baby, Cass. Homoeroticism. Ta-da. Like, it makes me so happy that... It, and it's like I don't e- I don't even know if it's intentional. I mean, it's not intentional, but it was so homoerotic. Oh no, um, girl, it is okay. because you may have not watched a lot of Scooby Doo growing up, mm-hmm. but you have to know about the rumors about Fred. Not really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Really? Oh hell yeah. No, I mean I don't know about them. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're, Everyone they're thinks there. Fred is gay. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. It's it's dumb and stupid reasoning for why they think yes. it because he's like super preppy and like there was a lot of instances where he, like I I, I think the original storyline was like Daphne was like chasing after him but he was very disinterested oh, okay. kind of thing but then they ended up getting together it was that kind of stuff the or like ascot. it was just like a, well yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and then they put Dean in a fucking ascot and I'm sorry but that's fucking intentional yeah there's no way. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Ify Podcast. That's I-F-I-E Podcast. 